Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. And make sure to check out sportshistorynetwork.com slash giveaways. I have two signed books I'm giving away. One is titled No Nonsense Old School Weight Training, and the other is Reliving 1970s Old School Football. Titans fans, welcome to this all-new podcast. My name is Asherati, and I'm joined by Tyler Whipple. We're thrilled to bring you an all-new thought-provoking podcast that talks all things Tennessee Titans. Tighten up. Guys, welcome back to another edition of Talking Two-Tone. I'm Tyler Whipple. Asherati, and we're really excited for this week, coming off a big win, going up against a big rival coming up. Asher, what's your thoughts on that big win over the Jags this week? Defense was smothering. Urban Myers, you know, Urban Myers on the hot seat year one. His team is terrible. He's a terrible coach. Um, that organization just seems lost to me. Um, offense did enough to win, in my opinion. Uh, defense is just relentless, though. Um, they did everything right. Yeah, you, you talk about the offense doing enough. The key thing the offense didn't do was turn the ball over this week, and we didn't turn the ball over. And we talked about that going into the week, that that would be key. Um, zero turnovers, that's the Mike Vrabel, Tennessee Titans, I'm used to and I've become accustomed to watching. It's just kind of tough seeing them turn the ball over. We've had this year, and uh, they're putting them in bad situations. But they didn't do that this week. I was looking at the stats. Um from the game, the team stats, it's kind of concerning how our offense has played. We only had 263 yards total yards. That's not going to get it done next week. Uh, got to be better on offense. Got We can't turn it over uh, for sure, but we've got to we've got to get in that 300 to 400 range because they've got a tremendous defense. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I think I, a lot a lot of this um, has to do with I feel like this was a game to get a feel for how the offense was going to move with Julio Jones in there. It was going to be, you know, it, people expected him to come in there, myself included, to come in there and just be in, be in there on every single play. But then I started thinking as the game went on, what's the point? We're playing the Jaguars. What, what's the point? And as the game started to progress, I was like, Julio really doesn't even need to be in here. Because I mean right. – the, the offense the offense kind of molded towards the way the game was going to go, in my opinion. Like, I didn't think – and it's a dangerous game to do this, but I feel like, you know, the offense kind of just knew that the Jaguars gave up. We broke them, I guess, in a way. Like, we broke their will. As Bane, Bane said to Batman, he was like, I was wondering it would break first, your spirit or your body, and then, you know, he breaks his back. But, like – but, you know, I, I feel like we just broke their spirit and their body when we got that opening possession and just went and scored a touchdown. They're like, fuck, this game again. Yeah, well, we really broke them with Trevor Lawrence's mistakes and a few of the receivers. It's so bad for the guy. We was talking about that during the game. He's just he's just in a really bad situation. You know, I feel like if he would have went anywhere else, he'd be a really productive quarterback in his rookie year. But they, they just have wasted this talent from him. Um, but I, you talked about earlier that the, the game didn't mean a lot. Maybe this was a get-right game, another an extra bye week, if you will. If you look at the Rams, they beat the Jaguars last week off for a two- or three-game skid. 
and they looked really good the week after against the Cardinals. If you if anybody watched that last night, uh, they got that win, and I think that puts them back in right a game back of Arizona in that division. So the Rams are right back in the thick of thing. So maybe the Titans did the same thing, got a nice up shutout victory. Defense got a lot of confidence now, but maybe the Titans are gonna go ahead and do the same thing next week with another impressive field. So maybe Jaguars are that get right team this year. So yeah, they're they're terrible. They're a lost organization. Trevor Lawrence is just waste is gonna be wasted over there if he keeps I mean and I feel bad for him because you know it's his rookie year. Expectations are high on him. First year coach in Urban Meyer. You know, all of the expectations and all of the blame are going to go rightfully on to Urban Meyer. But, you know, and then who do you think is going to hear from Urban after that kind of shit? It's going to be Trevor Lawrence. Because uh, they, they're both rookies at this. Like, Urban Meyer has never been an NFL head coach. Well, what about the handshake with uh, Vrabel at the end? old he was, the handshake? I these, you know, um, you know, he's been on his staff twice, and I'm kind of like, did you notice the handshake at the end of the game? I did, and I think I have an explanation. I think it's when Vrabel pulled all the starters out on defense. Hmm. Okay, maybe. Well, why do we want to get our players hurt in a shutout game here? So, I mean, hey, you know, but that's hearsay. It is what it is. But hey, let's go on to um, who's eligible to return this week, Asher? What do you got? Oh, man, I've got quite the list here. Um, we're going to start off with a big one in uh, Bud Dupree. Uh, golly, wouldn't it be awesome if he just came back uh, against the Patriots to – or not the Patriots, the Steelers, sorry. And then I believe Chris Jackson is eligible to come back this week. Um, mm-hmm. I believe David – I have a good feeling David Long will be playing this week. Unless I mean, there's no reason – why they wouldn't have put him on IR if he was going to miss more than four weeks. Um, and if they didn't think the injury was that serious or that severe, because he hasn't been placed on IR all season. Right. You know, that rule that rule where you get placed on the on the list twice, you're done for the year. We saw it with McCaffrey. Um, we saw it with Darrington Evans for us, who's just been a waste of a pick. Um, but, no, so those are the two I'm really looking for. Um, I, I – there are a couple of other really, really good players on, and I'm, I'm having, I'm drawing a blank here on it, but from the top of my head, I believe that Bud Dupree could come back, Chris Jackson could come back, um, David Long could come back, and I feel like those three right there would be just crucial for us. Right, and it is. It's kind of a sad situation that you can't think of all the starters and premier depth that we have that <laughs> can't come back. It's hard to think of the guys you know that's obvious this week this this is the what we're dealing with with injuries this year this year so yeah um those guys are gonna be big this week uh really need i've got a feeling this is gonna be a defensive slugfest between the Titans and Steelers it's always usually is these two teams going back to the McNair George days this has always been for us and we're struggling Heinz Field but we'll get on to the preview earlier later on the episode but oh Jack uh, Rabbit Jack Rabbit sorry Jack Rabbit that's yeah. a lot of corner depth coming back. Uh, so we really need those guys coming back and be healthy for this week. Because uh, Steelers going to run the ball. Uh, the offensive line is not really good at run blocking. So we uh, we got to be prepared for that. And that's, that's big. Uh, these guys uh, need to get in there and get some little chemistry for the playoff run we're going to have here soon. So um, 
But other than that, you got this. Those four guys are big for us. But the news about Derrick Henry is really good news. And Asher, go ahead and uh, let the audience hear about that. It is fucking sexy is what it is. All right, let's break down this scenario for you, right? Derrick Henry goes out week eight against the Colts, and he plays on a broken fifth metatarsal, a.k.a. Jones fracture, in the entire game. Doesn't come out. First of all, what a beast. Second of all, Adam Schefter, you're getting called out in this fucking podcast. Adam Schefter, you little rat, you little weasel. Adam Schefter, on Monday morning, see, this is the problem with major sports media trying to cover small market teams. Adam Schefter had no interest in getting the story right. He had interest in getting the, the story out first. Adam Schefter reported that Derrick Henry had potentially season-ending surgery. First of all, that's too vague of, of, of a report. You can't just send that shit out. You better get your fucking facts straight, Adam Schefter. Mm-hmm. All right? And so the second part of this second part of it is Ian Rappaport actually did a damn good job of reporting. I want to shout out Ian Rappaport. All right, he came out as soon as Adam Schefter posted that, and then he waited and waited and waited instead of trying to be first in line and cutting corners like Adam Schefter does because he's a little Michigan alumni. So if you could guess who his alleged source is, is Taylor Lewan. And I don't think Taylor Lewan would ever say anything to Adam Schefter about Titans football. But Aaron Rappaport did his job. And he said it is a typical six to ten week injury, right? So ten weeks, if you count in the bye week, would be would make it to where he would be eligible to come back against the Dolphins. All right, and then so that's ten weeks maximum, right there, ten weeks. And then if they want to give him an extra week of rest, he could play against the Houston Texans, right? So that report right there means that either one – the report that Ian Rapport, again, reiterated on, he came out this past week, and for those of you that don't know, and said that Derrick Henry is expected to be, a, be ready for the playoffs or a Week 18 win-or-you're-in situation. So that either conf- – both conflicts with, with Diana Rossini's report about him coming back in January and Adam Schefter's initial bullshit – report that Derrick Henry was out for the year so either way good news we're getting the king back fresh legs 10 weeks rest maximum eight weeks rest whatever who cares he's coming back he's gonna be fresh for the playoffs and he's gonna be pissed off I know a lot I know a lot of Titans fans won't be happy with maybe what I'm gonna say but I hope uh I mean maybe they will be happy with this I kind of hope King comes back for the Texans game go and gets his annual 250 against him so he can break that 1k for this year and um and we kind of put the stranglehold on our – we may need that game for the division. I mean, not the – excuse me, not the division, but the number one seed. So, I kind of hope he comes back for that one game. That way he gets his he gets a little few hits in, gets back in the game speed going into the playoffs. You get that – we get that one game against the Texans. We win that game and we get the one seed. You know, this is all um, looking ahead, way ahead. of. There's a lot of things that can happen, but okay. – then he gets another bye week anyway. So that'd be really nice to see him come back and get that, you know, because he always goes for 250 at least once against the Texans every year, right? So I'd like to see oh, yeah. him come back and get that and get that 1,000 yards this year. And, you know, he might end up second or third most yards in the league from that game. So, And then we can secure that one seed and he get another bye week anyway. So I think it makes a lot of sense for him to come back to the Texans game. But that's just me looking as a fan. You know, my Vrabel and the staff, they're going to do the, the most they're going to do to protect the guy. I mean, it wasn't if they made him the season because that's how season. So and since he's been there, you know, he makes sure the guys are not playing extremely hurt. But you know, 
We'll see. Uh, it, it is big news. We're really excited. Really wanting the King to come back. And I think if we get really fully healthy, guys, if we get that one seed, this might be the year we push for the Super Bowl. I'll be honest. And I, I'm not trying to get too high because I know there's an inevitable down when you're a Tennessee sports fan. But I really think this team could win the Super Bowl this year with this culture mentality that they have and with a full, healthy squad. It's, it's really possible. I agree. I agree with everything you just said right there. I, I, I wouldn't be bothered one bit if Derek didn't suit up, you know, but for 10 carries against the Texans and he gets the 63 yards he needs to get to 1,000. I wouldn't care one bit if we, you know, just gave him some reps, in-game reps, and then if the game gets out of hand, pull him. It right. wouldn't bother me one bit, but if they're not playing for anything at that point, they're they're don't they're, play yeah, because your all your stars gonna be out anyway at that point. So if they're not playing for any kind of playoff positioning or division or anything like that, now if it's for the one seed, I think it's and they got to do it. So. Now it's time for Talking Two Tones Fan of the Week. Hey guys, uh, we are joined today by the infamous AJ Brown wide receiver one season on Twitter. And so uh, go ahead and give him a follow. He has some really great takes on everything Tennessee Titans. Um, his Twitter handle is at AJBWR1SZN. Um, like I said, he, he's good, gives some great takes. He's a great fan. You can tell he's passionate about it. Um, but welcome to the show, AJ. I'm going to call you AJB. <laughs> all right how how's everyone doing how are you guys doing i'm, I'm oh, honored man. to be on here man oh, yeah, man dude. we're excited to have you yeah so um all right all right ajb we're gonna we're gonna start you off with some questions all right um, how long you been a titans fan your favorite tennessee titans memory and your favorite titans player of all time all right let's see um I've been a titans fan since i was about seven years old and i'm 20 now so about 13 years, maybe a little bit more than that, a little bit longer than that. And my favorite memory uh, with the Titans, probably uh, Chris Johnson's 2,000-yard season. That Mm -hmm. season was just – it was amazing to me. It just made me fall in love with Tennessee Titans football even more. Like, it was just crazy to witness that, especially that was like – when I was first getting into football, getting into Titans football, and being able to witness a back that's just so great, it just made me want to made me want to become a super fan, and it just carried with me through all these years. Nice, nice. So I'm guessing CJ Two K is your favorite player then, Uh or is it AJB? All time, all time, yeah. Current, current, I'd have to choose, but I have. I have a couple of different current favorite players on the squad right now because there's so many good personalities on the team. It's just it's just hard to pick one, you know? Yeah, yeah, I get that. I get that. Great All responses right. there. Great response. I love the CJ2K season too. It was a it was a tough season. Uh, didn't we finish eight and eight that year? If I'm not from yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We finished eight and eight that season, and it Started. was after it was the season after our. Uh, the um thirteen and three round yeah division around exit that 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 season was just crazy I was going into the next season uh hoping for so much more and then we just started off so rough and then we got it going a little bit and 
it was just it was fun to watch even though we weren't as good as the year before it was a fun season to watch watch him get those allocates yeah, I, I believe we finished. We started zero and six that year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's then, terrible. Then they put in Vy, baby. They benched old Kerry Collins. Yeah. And put in Vince Young, and Man. then he then then he led that uh, game winning drive against the Arizona Cardinals. Oh yes, yes, yes. That's my favorite memory right there. That <laughs> game. <laughs> that, that, game was my, that was mine. That was mine. One one A. Okay. So I was I was with my I was with my uh, family that game. We were in the living room watching it. it. Was me, my brother, my two cousins, my dad, and my uncle. And they were just like, "This game is over already." Like <laughs> they're trying to turn it off, and I'm like, "I'm just over there like it's Titans football. Anything can happen." And I'm just trying to watch this game. And we all know what we all witnessed that day. <laughs> that shit was yeah. so crazy, man. Well. It was it was well, awesome, yeah. That was my favorite memory too. I think I, I think I'm ninety nine yards. I start. I mean, Vince Young, Bo Scape had a couple of clutch catches that drive. And that that catch Kenny Britt made in the back of the end zone was just it was mind blowing to me. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right, now, uh, all right, AJB, time time for some trivia. All right, keep it coming. I'm ready. All righty, um, Tyler, do you want to lead it off or do you want me to? Uh, yeah, I'll lead it off. All right, you got so, it. Um, so, AJB, as we're calling you, um, who are the top three in total receiving yards in Tennessee Titans history, excluding older history? The top three in total receiving yards in Tennessee Titan history. Ah, that's a tough question. That's it a is tough a tough one. one. It is a tough one. I, I, not- I can't believe who it is either, so. Because we haven't had any crazy receivers while I've been watching until AJ Brown, so it's a it's a tough question. Hmm. Let's see. One of them, I'd go with Delaney Walker, maybe. He's One fourth. He's, he's fourth. fourth. Damn. So you're close on that. Three. He's fourth. You said top three, right? Right. Uh, so, well, that was my first guess. Another guess would be. Hmm. Let's see. So many players to think of. Maybe Kevin Dyson. No, he's not in there. I'll give you one. Well, I'll give you one hint. The other guy in the uh, miracle. Oh, okay, okay. Frank Wycheck. Frank Wycheck is two. Um, you got any guesses on the other two? Okay, the other two. Let's see. Hmm. Are they? Can you give me like a hint on maybe like what years they played by any chance? Um, one played with Matt Hasselbeck, and the other played with Steve McNair. Okay, let's see. Is one of them Nate Washington? Well, Nate Washington is three. Okay, and then let's see. Number one played with Steve McNair. Uh, his career up with the Ravens. Why do I know this, but I can't think of the name? <laughs> I can't think of the name right now. Oh my god! I got uh, it. I know who it is. Derek Mason. It's Derek Mason. Yeah. So Derek Mason is one with six thousand one hundred fourteen yards. Frank Wycheck is second with four thousand nine hundred fifty-eight yards. Nate Washington is third with four thousand five hundred ninety-one yards. That is, I would not have. I would have picked Derek Mason one, but the other two, I would have never guessed those two being the top two, three receiving yardage leaders. I knew it was Derek Mason, man. I should have said it. It was at the <laughs> it was at the tip of my tongue, and I was just 
I was trying to think. I was trying to think, and it just I was on put on the spot. Oh yeah, these questions head. aren't. Yeah, they're not rehearsed. Yeah, guys. So it it was a tough question. So I should go ahead and hit him with yours, man. All righty. So mine's gonna be a little bit easier than right. um, than Tyler's. Who are the top? three rushing yard leaders in Tennessee Titans history, excluding Oilers. Okay, so if it's not the three that I think it is, then I'm just dumb. But I'd say Chris Johnson, Derrick Henry, and Eddie George. Yeah, if you exclude Earl Campbell, it goes – it would make – Eddie George is number one regardless. Um, And then it would make Chris Johnson two. And he had uh, 7,965 yards. And then Derrick Henry – Derrick Henry could have passed him this year. He has six thousand seven hundred ninety-seven. Derrick's gonna, Derrick's gonna be number one when it's all said and done, 100%. in my opinion. Man, I'm that that day we woke up to that injury news of Derrick Henry. I was so sad, man. I spent that little, like half the that, day in bed. <laughs> that little that little rat, Adam Schefter. That little rat, Adam Schefter. He wanted to just get the story out first instead of doing his damn fact checking. He said it was a season-ending injury. And then Ian Rappaport actually did some good goddamn work and came out with a timeline. Bullcrap. I, I can't what, stand Adam That's Schechter. what I'm saying, man. I feel like the national media never gives us any respect, whether that's our superstars getting injured or us, you know, going on a five-game win streak versus playoff teams from last year. Like, they don't care about the Tennessee Times, and I think it's going to be like that until, you know, we win the Super Bowl. And I feel like that plays a part in how they cover us, too. You know, they don't try to put as much attention on us, like, for our injuries or anything. Like, I haven't seen many, like, much national media cover, like, A.J. Brown's injury. Or even when Julio was hurt, they weren't covering his injury much. They were just talking about the Titans, like, we have a full-ass healthy roster, you know? It's just kind of – it's kind of crazy to me, like, how when another team's superstar top player goes out, that's all they talk about. But when we when we lose someone, they 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 can't see the facts over there. But I feel like that's because Vrabel's also done a great job with people who've been hurt and winning games while while being short bodies. So I feel like that's one reason that they don't mention it. But that that should also they should mention that in Vrabel's name and give him credit for that. But they don't do that either. So just something that aggravates me on that end. I, yeah, solid, I agree solid points there. Yeah. Um, all right, let's get down to the nitty gritty. Let's see. All right, let's let's get some predictions on this Pittsburgh Steelers game. Let's let's everybody try and give like three points of the three things we want to see happen. Um, AJB, uh, you lead us off, and then give us a score. All right. So first thing I want to see happen, I want to see the Bud Dupree designated to return from IR. I want to see that this week sometime because I want him to get some in-game reps in and it'd be great seeing him play his former team and try to get some sacks, try to make some plays next or this weekend. So that's one thing. Uh, another thing is um, their defense, I feel like, is really good, is a really good run defense. And I feel like we, we're going to have to pass the ball more to win the game. I think that's just my opinion from what I've seen recently watching a couple of Steelers games that have been on TV. So I think I think getting the passes pass game going is going to be and the play calls that we make to get the pass game going, you know, obviously because we haven't really 
in the I don't even know the last time I saw us take a downfield shot more than 40, 50 yards was like probably that Seattle game, maybe like a week or two after that, but probably the Chiefs game when AJ Brown had that those two long catches. But other than that, for this for the most part this season we haven't had many, you know, downfield plays. So I feel like this is a perfect game late in the season, gain some momentum right there. A.J. Brown is still out. Henry's still out. You can get Julio Jones, get some confidence, get his snap count up a little bit more, give him some confidence on the field, get some more confidence in NWI, make some plays. We could get our tight end set up on screens. We That's the one thing that I want to see more and more tight end screens and more running back screens because those have gone a long way for us, even on third and long situations this year have been really clutch for us in some opportunities. So I'd like to see more of that early on in the games, you know, and just build build off of that, you know, just have have more of a have more of a wide variety of our playbook displayed instead of just, you know, a trap play and then a regular play action play that gets blown up because the pass pass and that brings me to the third <laughs> thing I want to see for from this game is that has to get better and I know it's a tough line to get better against especially if TJ Watt is playing with that groin injury but it's just it has to start at some point because they've been terrible on pass protection all year man and there's been some games that it's like okay okay they might bounce back but then the very next game it's the same as it was before so I think that's the third key in this weekend's game because I would I don't think there are any keys defensively because our defensive guys have balled out. It doesn't matter who's on the field. Yeah, we had a like two-game stretch, three-game stretch right there that they played a little rough, but that's because a lot of keys, key guys were missing. But as we're getting those back, I don't think the defense has much to improve on with the with the healthy guys back. Offensively, though, pass protection and play calling – my two biggest things right there. My big three keys here for what I want to see in the game is I want to see the offensive line protect Tannehill. And if they don't, more specifically, if David Quasenberry doesn't get his shit together, I want them to yank him out of the game and I want them to put the rookie in the game. And this might be a flaming hot take. And, you know, the rookie might not be ready or whatever. But in my in my opinion, you know, I've defended David Quasenberry for pretty much as long as I can. Um, but at some point, you've got to yank him out and let the young guy learn. Um, that's key number one. Key number two is um, I want to see Roger Saffold, and I want to see every single Tennessee Titans player be healthy for the game. Um, I, we cannot afford to see anything else, and that goes along with Bud Dupree coming back. That would be huge for us. Um, and then number three, the most important thing, in my opinion, on how to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers is if we can contain Najee Harris – and by contain, I mean both in the passing game and in the running game. The running game, their offensive line is dog shit. But in the passing game, Ben gets the ball out so quickly, and a lot of the time it goes to to Najee or Deontay Harris or, you know, Claypool or um, Ray Ray McLeod and all these other guys. And they're running these short underneath routes, like four or five yards, and then they're cutting. Um, if we can bottle Najee Harris up and, you know, contain him, their whole offense is going to crumble. Um, it runs through him in a similar way, in my opinion, than McCaffrey's the, the McCaffrey did, the McCaffrey scheme blah over there in Carolina does. Um, 
those are my big three. Stop Najee Harris. Protect Ryan Tannehill. Um, everybody stay healthy. Yeah, right, so, uh, those are solid keys. Mine are uh, the number one to uh, win the turnover battle, of course. we got to stop turning the ball over in offense. It showed this week against the Jaguars what we can do if we do. Win that turnover differential uh, and not turn it over at all, actually. Number two is um, win time and possession. We got to stay on the field longer. Got to get more yardage. Uh, the Titans can't afford to go 269 yards this week and probably win the game with this defense. And the Pittsburgh's offense is it's not great, but it's better than Jacksonville's. And number three, um, defense has got to keep balling out. Uh, got to keep getting pressure on Big Ben. We get pressure on Big Ben. The run. If we can, if we can sack Big Ben two to three times, maybe four times, we'll probably win the game with those other two keys. So I think the Titans win this. Uh, if they want to win the game, they're going to win it smash mouth, and that's the keys to win. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. And to what you were saying about Quisenberry, man, I agree 100%. The only the only thing is, I don't know why they won't put Dylan Radunes in. Um, I feel like the only way for him to get better is to get actual in-game reps, you know? It can't be that terrible to the point where they just can't even put him in for a snap on offense, you know? Yeah. I don't I don't know what's going on in that situation, but I hope to see him in, let him get some confidence too. And I agree with shutting Najee down too. That's that's key. Deontay Johnson's playmaker as well, but I feel like if we shut down those quick passes, then we'll be good on that too. We can't play ten yards off the ball. We have to press on the line. If we press on the line, I think we'll be good. Try to because they have not really had many downfield passes this year. Most of it's just been the, you know, dump off run after catch. So as long as we're good and I, and we have been really good on that in in that situation all years defensively. So I feel like we're good on that end. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, Ben Roethlisberger has got a noodle for an arm. So I don't think – I mean, <laughs> he, he's – He's not going to threaten us downfield, and we're not going to get beat downfield. I think I want to. I want to see a lot of you know, a little bit of man zone, a little you know, give them give them different looks, you know, and rally to the football. Um, we're going to have to tackle extremely well, uh, but I think Tennessee wins. Tennessee wins a close game in, in the beginning, and they pull away late. Um, I see a Tennessee twenty-three to uh, Pittsburgh thirteen kind of game, twenty-three thirteen Tennessee. Me, I think our defense is going to force Big Ben into a lot of mistakes. I think he's going to turn the ball over three to four times Sunday. And I also feel like we're going to have a little jolt on offense this week, especially if TJ Watt is out. I feel like we'll be a little better on pass protection and get that going a bit. And if all of those things line up, I feel like we could end up with about – 34 to 17 victory. Okay. Right. Well, I hope you're right there, but uh my uh, maybe maybe 34 13. Oh wow. Oh man. It's always tough to go to Hinesfield and win, especially in December when it's gonna be really cold or a warm weather team going up there. So and when no, it's always... I feel like the the only reason I feel like that is because we run the ball really well. And their offense is just not scary at all this year. They even even last week they made it a game, but that was all garbage time. You know, we knew that they weren't going to come back and win the game. And if they got people with 
Chase Claypool's IQ on offense. Who can't even <laughs> who can't even get the ball lined up Let's when, celebrate. when you don't even have forty five seconds on the clock and you're down eight. I don't I don't feel threatened by that team at all, you know? Yeah, I guess so. It kinda of feels like kinda of feels like the locker room mentality is just all over the place in there. And it's exactly the opposite for Tennessee. So I feel like it's just I feel like it's just an easy win. We gotta go out there and take care of business. Yeah, that being said, I, I still like trust Mike Tomlin and uh he's been there a long time and he's he's a culture guy too and maybe they correct some of their problems. You know, they've got an extra three days rest because they played on Thursday night last week. And it, like like I said, the Titans have historically struggled in Heinz Field. So I'm gonna go with a close slobber game. I'm going Titans twenty, Steelers seventeen, and I think Fat Randy gets us a, a field goal to win the game to you know, get everybody back on his side. So I think it's going to be 2017 with a game-winning field goal. Fat Randy is such a tease, man. He he, he man. makes me he makes me so excited, and then he does some dumb shit for like one and a half games, and then he'll kick a game winner. Dude, right. three three weeks three weeks straight. I'm like, okay, I'm still tripping every time Fat Randy goes out for a field goal, and then I finally tweet. I finally tweet. Okay, I'm finally confident in Fat Randy's ability to kick and get us through games like we finally got a kicker and then right after i tweet that the very next game he just trash trash he starts missing <laughs> everything God, extra wait. points 30 yarders, 40 yarders and like that was a huge moment in, in new england too i'm not gonna lie but we don't got to get into that that's in the past already so i think he i think he has some heroics this week because it's going to be windy up there and i think he really solidifies his spot as our place kicker going forward so i think he gets us a win I'd love you, to see it. I'd love to see it. That'd give him a bit more confidence too. So I'd love to see that. You are putting a lot of pressure on that man, Tyler. Hey, <laughs> you are putting a lot. You are I believe in the guy. We haven't. I mean, we haven't had any kind of consistency at kicker in the, what the last five years, maybe. So yeah. uh, since, since we lost Ryan Suckup, and Ryan Suckup was sometimes was shaky. So I think uh, I'm really excited that Ra- that Fat Randy's been as good as been. He's only missed, I think it was four field goals on the season. He's kicked 25 or so, isn't that right? I might be wrong on that, but it's 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 a lot better than people are getting credit for. So, I think uh, I think he uh, does. We'll yeah, see. Was, I agree. He can't do much worse than the last two weeks. No, and that's not factor in the extra points he's missed. I think he's missed three or four extra points this year. So, God, busting yeah. our balls with that. AJB, yeah. man, we really appreciate you being on with us, buddy. Uh, you did a really good job. Had a lot of good insight and. We want to have you on again if you want to come on. So we really Man, appreciate your time, I, buddy. Thank you guys for having yeah. me on. It was actually great. It's my first podcast ever. I really enjoyed doing this. Love to come back on. Hopefully during playoff time when King Henry is back, give us a little bit more to talk about then. Absolutely. Yes, we'll have you back, Absolutely. buddy. Everybody go follow him. Um, his handle is AJBWR1SZN on Twitter. AJ Brown, wide receiver one season. Um, thanks so much for having us on here. Everybody go follow him. Go listen to the podcast. He did a fantastic job. Um, Got to get you back on here, big guy. All right, man. Uh, thank you guys for having me. I yeah, love tighten to up, man. Tighten, tighten up, up, tighten up, man. Bleed tighten two-tone up. blue, baby. Let's go. Tighten up. Let's get it. Let's All get right, it. man. Now let's get you rich, kids. All right, guys, this is one of our favorite segments to do on the pod. Uh, me and Asher uh, pick three games 
I guess a spread for you guys. So if you can make a little money, we call this segment Get Rich Kids. Because we want you kids to get rich, man. We want you to make some money. Ain't that right, Asher? You know? You're damn right. You're damn right we do. And we've got, uh, three, we got three, excuse me, we've got three spicy games to pick this week. Um, I believe, is one of these games a Saturday game we're picking? Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, we got a Thursday game, a Saturday game, and a Sunday game to pick for you. So, you can pick these, we pick these games, you watch them, you get to watch each game unfold after we make you some money. And if you make a little money, hey, you know, we're only charged a 10% uh, fee on that. So, if you make 100 bucks, just send us 10 bucks over to Talking Two Tone. And uh, we'll appreciate that. We'll get our cash out for you. Just let us know, okay? Okay, uh, Asher. First game we're going to pick is that Thursday night game we just talked about. Uh, the Chiefs are going to Los Angeles to take on the Chargers and Justin Herbert. Right now the Chiefs are three-point favorites, which means they would be six-point favorites in Kansas City at this point of the season. And uh, I think I'm going to take the uh, the Chiefs here uh, to cover Chiefs good man uh they figured this offense out and they they are they're scary you know they could probably make another run in the afc the defense is playing really well which who would have thought that five weeks ago uh i'm thinking i'm I'm thinking i'm gonna go with the chiefs to cover three points yeah i'm gonna take the complete opposite route i'm behind on these picks against tyler i'm losing them so i'm gonna go chargers money line I don't even want the three points. They could, you know, we're, we're going to go Chargers outright to beat the Chiefs. You know, there's been all that talk in the offseason about the Chargers are coming. They are coming for the throne and the AFC West. And you know what? I think they're going to do it. I believe in Justin Herbert. I believe in Keenan Allen. I believe in Mike Williams. I don't care who the running back is because Justin Herbert has got a cannon. And I really want to see those guys throwing bombs down the field. Oh, baby, that's juicy, Asher. That is a juicy pick. Taking the Chargers to take the lead in the AFC West and the money, people. Asher is uh, starting out on fire. So, next game. uh, Oh, just recap. I went Chiefs to cover three points. Asher went and picked the Chargers to win outright. Okay. Next game, the Patriots traveling to Indianapolis to play the sorry Colts. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I hate the Colts. Um, but for once in my life, I, and this is going to sound – makes me want to throw up in my mouth a little bit. Listen here, Titans fans. It would benefit us greatly in the grand scheme of things if the Colts would beat the Patriots. Now, I know it doesn't sound like you want it to happen, but as soon as the Colts beat the Patriots there, it bolts us up into the one seed in the AFC, AFC overall. The magic number is two for us to win the division. We're going to win the division. It doesn't matter how it happens. <sighs> I want the Colts to win, but I think the Patriots are going to win. I think they're going to win. I think they're going to they're going to beat the Colts, and I think I'm taking the money line again. So uh, we're going to be on opposite end of the spectrum again. Uh, I hate the Colts. Hate them. Want them to lose. I don't. I don't want them to win. I don't want them to win. I can't. I don't care if they give us one seat. I think we're going to see regardless. Uh, because the Patriots' schedule is a little tougher than us, and we own the bye week. We own the – excuse me, not the bye week. We own the tiebreaker against the Chiefs. So, I think we win the one seed if we how we're capable of playing. So, I don't care about this game. And I want the Patriots to win. But they're rolling right now, man. And they're kind of scary. I'm not going to lie. They're, they're kind of scary. 
Now, maybe Carson Wentz, next time he sees us, he gets scared of that two-tone blue and throws us left-handed finger-old touchdown pick sixes to us, you know. So, because Carson Wentz is that guy. He sucks against the two-tone blue. He sucks against us when he played for the Eagles. So, <laughs> getting off track here. Uh, I'm taking the, the Colts to cover here. And I think they uh, I think they win by at least down. So I think that point spreads a little low because I don't I don't really believe in the Patriots. I think the Colts defense really clamps this offense down. Their offense isn't that great. Their defense gives up a lot of yards, and I think the Colts have a good enough run game to uh, to win this game probably handily. So I'm going Colts here. Oh man! All right, so uh, that so just to recap, I took the Patriots money line. I took them outright. Went outright. Uh, my friend Tyler here, he picked the Colts to cover, um, and he thinks they're going to cover by a touchdown. Um, but moving on to the really the game of the week, um, Titans-Steelers. ESPN's got Tennessee as a one-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, I think, I, I think the, the Titans covered that. Well, what do you think, Tyler? What do you think about that? Yeah, I think we do. We talked about that earlier in the fan of the week. I think we went by a field goal. A really tough game, hard nose, old school. You know, I like I love the term slobber knocker game. The big hog mollies <laughs> are really gonna they're gonna be, you know, really endowed this game. You know, who who's gonna rise to the occasion? Our offensive line against their offensive line. Both are struggling right now. So I think uh but I think our guys win in the trenches and they win this game. Uh the Steelers got some good weapons, but we've got a good secondary now that we're getting healthy. And uh, Big Ben's limited and offense with his arm, like you've said before. And I think our offense gets it rolling a little bit. I think the offense does just enough and doesn't hurt us enough they did in the Jaguars game. And I think we win 2017, like I said earlier. And I think we. I like it. I dig it. Um, just to give an overall recap. Um, Tyler and I disagreed on two games that we agreed on the most important one because that's what, that's what we do here, two-tone blue. Um, I took the Chargers outright um, to win against the Chiefs. Tyler took the Chiefs to cover um, the three-point spread on ESPN. I took the Patriots to win outright money line over the Colts. Um, Tyler took the Colts to cover. Um, and then I took the Titans to cover as well as Tyler did as well. So um, there you have it. That's uh, get rich kids for you. Uh, maybe you can get some money here. Holidays are approaching. If you haven't bought your wife or significant other a Christmas present or, you know, whatever the hell you celebrate, doesn't matter to us over at Talking Two-Tone Blue. We love everybody. Unless you're Trent Dilfer, Adam Schefter, Ben Roethlisberger. Um, <laughs> yeah, th- those three. We hope you have a, we hope you get cold for Christmas. <laughs> um, oh man but uh yeah so there you go go make some money place a bet get your wife a nice present get your significant other a nice present go for it go big or go home that's a great closing to this Ash. Uh, but uh guys that's been the podcast for the week uh we've enjoyed it we had a good time with ajb uh, the aj stan account uh he's changed it again i can't exactly remember exactly what the name was but if you look up AJ Brown's stand account, you'll find it on Twitter. He was really good with us. He had a lot of insightful takes, and he was uh, really energetic. That's the guys we're looking for to come on the podcast with us. Uh, you could be next. If you're listening and you're interested to come on, shoot us a message. We'll get you on here, man. We really enjoyed having him, and we'll enjoy having you. So, uh, 
Asher, if you got anything else to close out on. Oh, let's go up there. Let's let's punch Pittsburgh in the mouth, man. I don't believe in this noodle-armed rapist, and I don't think that their offense is, is anything other than the spread offense in the Pac-12 of college football, except, you know, they're pro athletes. Uh, TJ Watts banged up. Their offensive line sucks. Um, our offensive line sucks right now, too, but I think we're going to win. I think we're going there. We're going to hit them in the mouth. We're going to slap them around a little bit. And they're going to slap us around a little bit. It's going to be a gritty, hard-fought game. And hopefully in the snow. I would love to see the Titans beat the Steelers in the snow. That would be incredible. Um, But tighten up. Let's get it done. Let's go tighten up. Hey there, Sports History fan. This is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. the Football History Dude. And I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. Hello, football friends. This is Darren Hayes of the Pigskin Dispatch Podcast, and I'd like to invite you to the portal of positive football history, Pigskin Dispatch and PigskinDispatch.com. We talk about everything that centers around the game of American football, expert discussions, the origins of the games, the great players, teams, and coaches, and more, and some great guests and insights from experts. We have new episodes three to four times a week, and you can find us on SportsHistoryNetwork.com, PigskinDispatch.com, or your favorite podcast provider. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.